Listen to some of the best in modern audio drama right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. It is the year 2015, and life has lost all meaning. What once was up is down. What once was right is wrong. And those who dare to make a podcast which subversively reanimates the dead art of radio theater are considered dangerous criminal outcasts. Driven into exile, four pungent brigands risk their lives to broadcast from a South Seas barge crudely fashioned from the disintegrating corpse of an ancient titan and several thousand yards of cooking twine to bring you the triumph majesty, the sublimity of rude alchemy. Can you hear me? Hello? Shh. Yes. Hello? Listeners? Listeners, you made it. Oh, thank God. I. Well, you're not going to believe this, but I'm. I'm. I'm in a bit of an unusual place. That is, I'm not where I normally am. That is, you see, thanks to Dr. Werner Hastings, my psychotherapist, and his pushy associate, Dr. Jennifer Tyson Power, I've been remanded to a certain term in the Grey Fern Asylum. It's all to do with a small misunderstanding concerning. Well, I don't need to bore you with that. The important thing is, you're here, and I'm here, and oh, shh, shh, shh. Okay. Whew. Okay, I, I think we're good. He's gone. He's, well, well, the warden of the old Grey Fern Asylum has taken something of a shine to me, no doubt spurred by my impossibly short temper for underpolished cranial drills. And they do a lot of cranial drilling around here, so I think the old boy might see in me a kind of kindred spirit. But I cannot say the warden would be eager to have me broadcasting our salacious stories to you, which is why I've assembled a scrappy rig in an ill-kept corner of the basement so we won't disturb the other patients. Uh, Residents. Oh, what do you call them? Psychos? Lunatics? Devil-touch-baby-smashers? Oh, who am I kidding? They're all real sweethearts. Well, except for this guy, Randy. I got the last green jello at lunch, and he just had to have it, so we... Oh, stop it. Stop it, narrator. It's like writing a postcard to Mother from summer camp. Today it rained. Yesterday I went swimming. What? Hmm? Yes, I went to summer camp. No, I didn't chicken out and call Mother during the first night to have her come pick me up because I saw a spider in the cabin and the older boys all laughed at me in the shower. No, I didn't. No! No! Oh. <clears throat> yes, listeners, I almost forgot. Dr. Hastings, let Courtney come with me. Now, before the warden comes back, please enjoy the premiere episode of our exciting new season, The Plague Clowns. The Plague Clowns is brought to you by Pleasant Acres Retirement Home, the most affordable solution in the tri-state area for the care of your loved one. Pleasant Acres, we won't molest your grandma. 
Well, maybe Rodrigo, our night orderly, will, but he only works the weekends, and we have hundreds of other patients, so odds are he won't molest her, and can you really afford to send her to Shady Cove? After Miles cut your hours? Really? Well, I don't know how we're going to pay for this, Roger. I really don't. I think you should talk to Miles. He's your stepbrother. He could easily afford to give you more hours. Did you see that Lexus he bought for Jennifer? Like that bitch needs something else to brag about at book club. A soft glow of light grows steadily in a darkened forest. The light forms further, hardens to a blade, then a beam. A brilliant luster cutting through the night, illuminating the blackness. The Renaissance. Scything through the sickening thickness of the Dark Ages came dazzling developments in art, science, literature, philosophy, geography, medicine, and theater. Our light that spills upon the inky trees is held by practitioners of that very artifice. Two downtrodden players, one drifting toward decrepitude, the other not yet with whiskers on his face, both a long way from bustling Britain, follow the light of their hearty lantern as they stalk the woods of the European continent's outer edge. Wolston? Wolston? Wolston! Yes, Miles. You know what I'm going to ask you? I do. How much farther to Powell go? Well, then? The sun will be up soon. Let's ponder the timing of that instead. I am thoroughly convinced this town does not actually exist. The young are easily convinced of many things. And the old are easily convinced they are beyond convincing. Miles, my boy, the old are beyond a great many things. They are not beyond death. Don't be so certain. What's that there? A low-hanging tree limb. Oh, I thought it might be the icy arm of death. For that particular tree, perhaps. I'm not convinced. I didn't expect you would be. Oh, the English. Meanwhile, in another part of this darkened wood, another pair of performers trudge. These fellows are just as shabby and exhausted as Wollstone and Miles, but are Italianate in origin. The first man walks as stiff and upright as his perfect moustache and carries a small sword on his belt. The second man's hobbled gait is almost a frolicking skip. He is dressed in tattered motley and wears the half-mask of a harlequin clown upon his face. Alakino! Alakino! Why do you do this? Why do you do this thing that you know makes me so angry? We walk for miles and miles in good places and bad. We walk in the sun and the shade. We walk in the heat and the rain. We walk on sharp stones and soft grass. And every time, we in the bad places, you start humming. Why? Why, you never hum when we in the good places. Does that mean I make things good when I stop humming? It means I make things bad if you keep humming. Bad like a how? 
I'm thinking maybe I start by cutting off your lips. Silly, eh? Then I couldn't no harm. Then maybe I cut off your fingers. Silly, eh? Then who will carry your gear to Palacol? Then maybe I cut off your nose. Silly, eh? Then maybe I cut off your wiener. Uh, then maybe I cut off your liver. Celia went on like this, naming all things he could cut off. And Alakina went on saying, Celia! Celia! There it is. Almost like it was planned or something. You would think Alakino's boisterous pronouncement of his partner's name would eventually become less bombastic and hand gestury after such a lengthy list, but you'd be wrong. What? No, Courtney, I don't think it has anything to do with him being Italian. Look, I'm not getting into this with you right now. It's far too early to start talking about race. Meanwhile, in yet another part of the wood, a pair of sunburnt, oily-haired, gold-toothed gypsies ride in a rickety wagon assembled from pilfered, shiny bric-a-brac, their fingers chapped raw from so much chicken thievery, while a cauldron of profane spices that only their exotic cast-iron gullets could digest bubbles and splashes on the path behind them. The gypsy steering the rig has a lively head of luscious dark curls and a trim goatee that you know makes the ladies trip over their long ladies' skirts. The sleeping one is squat, surly-faced with a rough salt-and-pepper beard and various belts and pouches slung across his paunch. Niku. Niku, wake up, sleep-face. Nico, would you like some stew before we arrive at Pelgol? No stew, Damayor. Nico, you need your strength. You have grown lazy riding in the wagon. No stew, Damayor. Hane will not be pulling you across the stage, right, Hane? No stew, Damayor. More for me and Hane, right, Hane? Our trio of duos journeyed on until the first beads of light began to pool on the eastern rim. Day broke and so did the trees, and when they all simultaneously arrived at the forest's edge, like it was predestined or something, they looked upon the unsightly town of Pale Gaul, and just beyond it the looming towers of a foreboding castle. Pale Gaul. Pale Gaul. They descended upon the town and found it eerily quiet. The shops and shacks sat cold and unlighted, the roads and alleyways without the traffic of man or beast. One by one they found their way to the centre square, where an enormous stage had been erected, the planks weathered and warped, the banners soured from the sun. What the shit is this? I beg your pardon? He say, what is this shit? This shit? Gentlemen, please. Whoa, that was a lot of S-bombs. Is that how this season is going to be? Gentlemen, if I... Uh, oh, oh, dear. Uh, careful, Wollstone. Then look out. Oh, 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 oh. oh, what this shit is this? Shit. Yeah, yeah. That's how this season's going to be. The Dark Ages... Baby, yeah, Courtney, I know it's technically the Renaissance, but it's the early Renaissance. They didn't have a Renaissance switch that they threw and boom, now it's the Renaissance. It was gradual. It spread like your mama's herpes. That was terrible. I am terrible. I'm going to stop.
As I was saying, gentlemen, I must assume we are here, foreigners, all in this strange town for the same purpose. You think we come all the way from Rome for the exercise? We heard the proclamation. And so did we. So did we. Hear ye, hear ye. Performers of varied ilk are hereby requested at Castrum Crucis, yon beauteous castle which overlooketh the village of Palgol and the far eastern lands of Europa Major, past the mighty mountains, across the wild river, through the darkest forest, a little further, a little further. Okay, whoa, the painting looks great there. Just lower the left corner a touch. That's perfect. Okay, back to the pronouncement. The master of revels of Castrum Crucis will deliver unto the greatest performance troupe fame and wealth beyond comprehension. Only the most skilled of entertainers need suffer the agonizing journey to our remote hellhole. Cross that part out. No, just the hellhole part. Okay, you can stop writing now. You're wasting my ink and my vellum. That stuff costs like 30 goats and a mostly unmolested milkmaid. But have you seen my milkmaids? Don't tell the ink and vellum dealer. Ha ha, ha ha. Are you writing my laughter? Here, give me that. Okay, maybe also underline fame and wealth beyond comprehension. My favourite part was the fame and wealth beyond comprehension. Mine too. Mine too. Me is too. Really? I just wanted an opportunity to apprentice with a great group of thespians. Oh, so you're that guy, huh? Where is your great troop then, Mr. Sucks on assholes with his mouth? Rather straightforward, isn't he? The Vicon's men were all lost or perished on the interminable journey to Palgol. I gather the same might have happened to you. I would hope Signor Capitano and Arlecchino were once accompanied by a Dottore, a Pedrolino, perhaps even a Columbina. Antonia! Oh, don't get him started. Antonia, my Columbina! She had a thighs that make me want to come in between. Arlecchino! You call each other by your character names? What a fascinating bit of training. Does it help you connect more deeply to your character's journey? You wanted to know about my journey? No, no, he is just a... Well, Alakino is hard to explain. Is it not hot under that mask? Is it not hot under that greasy wig? My hair is no wig. Of course not, virile bard that he is. I, I take it, however, that you roving fellows are also without your troop? It's true. It's just me and Niku. And Khane. Who's Khane? Oh, right, right, the donkey, of course. We have a donkey this season. Who's this here gathered in the square? A curious hobbling figure appeared on the stage. The figure wore a cloak covering everything except its sexless elfin face, which held eyes of a blue so bright that they were nearly white. Hail there, good sir. Or a lady. Hail a wind, sleet or snow, the show must go whichever blows. We've gathered in the square for the competition. Competition? The master of revels, a competition. Master of revels? Does this man lady have feces in ear chambers? We all heard the proclamation announcing the master of revels competition for the greatest performance troupe in the land. Oh my, we have not had competitors for such a long while. We have come from every corner of the land to perform. So you have. Very well, then. One performance tomorrow at midday. 
thank you, sir. Or a lady. But we will need to deliver three performances at midday. One performance. But we are three performance troops. I see only six performers. And come. Six performers and one donkey. Troop minimum is six. You have met minimum. You are a troop. But we are not trope. There must be some kind of exception. Troop minimum is rules set by Master of Revels. Did you not listen to the fine pronouncement? Fine pronouncement? Notice, contest only valid for performance within the Europe made is six performance minimum per truth. Master of Revels not responsible for traffic, be solemn during travel, arrival, stay, pets, midwives, and witches not allowed, no purchase necessary, but local taxes may apply. Fine pronouncement. Oh, fine pronouncement, like fine print. I get it now. Your performance will commence tomorrow at midday. In the meantime, behave yourselves. The people of Palgol do not take kindly to strangers, and their punishments are severe. Goodbye! Sheesh. We know about severe punishments, don't we, Courtney? No finger paints at art hour anymore, thanks to Randy's little outburst during carnival night. Oh, no. No, 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 no. no it's, it's the warden. Oh, he knows I'm up to something. I'm sure of it. Courtney, scuttle down the hall and peek under the door. I'm going to hide under the stack of soiled mannequin limbs. Pretty typical for an asylum basement, don't you think? Courtney, do you see him? Is it the warden? Oh, Lord in heaven. Oh, Lord, I... Well, I I thought that might have been the end here, folks. I I thought, this is it. I've had a good run at it. But after everything I've done, it amounts to a single horrible instant here under the soiled mannequin limbs, alone. Except for you, Courtney. Yes, but you were down the hall. Yes, I I know I was the one who asked you to go down the hall, okay? You know what? I'm not starting this with you right now. Back to our heroes. After learning about the six-member rule, the three disparate troops agreed to attempt a rehearsal as a single unit, blending their varied styles into a lively, if not unsettling, art form. All right, chaps, shall we take it once more from my entrance? Right. Everyone ready? See, si, see, si. okay. Want me to play you on? Certainly. Thank you, Daniel. When creeping night doth lay upon the earth, and wholesome wills the stars their sparks to shine, the wind through reed and rock of funeral dirt shall lonely drone its high and woeful whine. I throw it now. Not now. But yon a heavenly ember hath sunk unto the darkened hill where we do see a comely maiden come a-wandering home, with lantern lit the light that she doth bring. Alack, alack, my love is lost, alack. He left before the dinner bell this eve. Now. Not now. Now, horrid night. You say now. He did? Now, horrid night. See, I throw it now. Okay. Now, horrid night has swallowed all in black. (coughs) It is I, a handsome knight. I'm not certain the knight needs smoke for his entrance. I make smoke bombs special for night. Thank you, Niku. I'm not certain we need it. 
Nikhil is greatest stage magician west of Caspian Sea, and we are glad to have him, but the smoke is not necessary for the night's entrance. In fact, I'm convinced it distracts from it. Let's keep going. Oh, look here. What a beauty. Come here, my love. No, that's not it. Where is my squire? Squire. Where is my squire? Out of the way, your peasant, my master recalls. Ah, oh, oh, a fool. I am your master. Ah, oh, ah, boss, uh, be careful. I think of the summer drunk a peasant out here causing trouble. Uh, sir, please, I, uh... uh boss, I think of the drunk a peasant might be a woman. How dare you insult this beauty? You are not fit to be my squire. 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 What a strange word. I uh, you know. Uh, the whole language is like, uh, hello, love. Fonse a bounce on the dingle. I know. It's like, come down the street that's made of rocks and the building's also made of rocks. So weird, right? Like, they're too good for tent cities made of old rugs and sheep skulls. Right. Sorry, and while we're held, I'm not certain those are the lines exactly, are they? Yes, well, the text was discarded straight away, wasn't it? Yes, Senor Wollstone, I think it might go better if I maybe can hit Arakino a few more times. I'm not certain that's going to help, Celio. Hitting is a funny. Maybe more smoke. And the music. And the madness! All right, all right. Eager as I am to incorporate everyone's ideas, I'm afraid we're losing the story. A story is a boring. You don't mince words, do you? No, he mints garlic. You're the one to talk, a gypsy. Yeah, I'm gypsy, so what? Gentlemen, the sun is nearly set. Tomorrow at midday we must perform. We had best seek out some shelter for the night. We can resume rehearsals at sunup. So the three pairs packed up their trunks and wandered the lonely town until they came to an abandoned stable. There they built their beds of flax and straw and ignored the clumps of old turds and desiccated mouse carcasses. Khane, the donkey, snored blissfully in donkey dreamland. Actually, that may not be true. Hey, Courtney? Yeah, can you find out for me if donkeys dream? Yeah, when they're sleeping. When else would they be dreaming? But can't you just look it up on your... No service. God damn that Dr. Werner Hastings and double god damn his associate Dr. Jennifer Tyson Bauer... Well, gents, it's been a pleasure, our work today. I mean, watching you all work. Two pairs of masters, learning the comedic brilliance of Commedia dell'arte and the blissful seduction of the gypsy stage magics in a single afternoon. Thank you, Miles. You are a pretty lady in your blonde wig. Ah, uh, thank you. See, you see, you are strangely womanly, Senora Miles, but this maiden you play. I, I do not understand her. Why is that? Why should I fall in love with the knight? The knight, he is so handsome, so strong, but she only care for her lost lover. Well, the knight is the epitome of honour and valour. He swears to find her lover. In swearing to help her, he could never steal her for himself. Doing so would break his knightly code. So does he ever find her lover for her? Who, the knight? Yes, he does, actually. I suppose we did not get that far in our work today. We did not get to my character, I noticed this much. Oh, Daniel, you play a wonderful character. The farmer who helps the squire when he separates from the knight. Alakin, no, my squire. Squire. 
my esquire, he'll run away from me. <laughs> that is a very funny. Hey, Alakino, you hear this? I'll run away from you too. You beat me like that all the time. <laughs> Alakino, not used to getting beaten. <laughs> Usually they're the clever servant, you see. Always sneak around and get the reward. Or the master's a favour. Or the girl. Antonia! Santa Maria, here you go again. Shh, it's all right, Arlecchino. The squire makes out all right in the end of this story, too. How does it end? Yes, yes, tell how the story ends. Well, uh, perhaps Wollstone should tell it. He wrote it, after all. Uh, Senor Wollstone, you are a writer, too. Adapter is probably most apt. I dramatized a very old story, is all. It's what we've been doing since Aeschylus. His humility knows no bounds. Go on, Wollstone, tell the men the rest of the tale. Yes, tell, tell us, tell Antonia! us, tell us. Very, very well, very well. <clears throat> well, you know, the maiden has returned after looking for her lost lover. The knight and his squire appear and promise to find the lover. Well, they set off into the woods and are separated. The squire comes across an old drunken farmer. That is who you will be playing, Daniel. Drunken farmer? Does he sing a drunken song? He does not. But I am renowned singer. Perhaps you can compose a song for him tomorrow, Daniel. Oh, yeah. So the squire comes across this farmer. Meanwhile, the knight comes across a hermit, a filthy old fellow all alone in a little hut. Now this ragged hermit tries to convince the knight to forget the lover and take the maiden for himself. When the knight bristles at this suggestion, the hermit confesses that he is the maiden's long-lost father. The hermit goes on to explain that he has seen his daughter and her lover traipsing through the wood and does not approve of their union. Now the knight is torn. He does not know whose honour to uphold. What if the hermit is lying? What if the maiden is lying? A character cannot lie. Why not? Because then the whole story would be founded upon a falsehood. The audience would not know who to trust or what to believe. Suddenly, a knocking on the stable door. The men startled from their beds of hay and opened the door. A shadowy figure looked in the doorway, wheezing and leaning upon the ancient wood. Who's there? The stranger collapsed at their feet. This man is dead. Who was the mysterious dead stranger? How will the troop perform at the competition? Do donkeys actually dream? Seriously, someone look that up for me. Find out on the next episode of The Plague Clowns. The Plague Clowns is brought to you by Branson's Thin Woman Repellent. Tired of lithe, slim women constantly approaching you with romantic intentions? Sprinkle some Branson's behind your ears and those sickly, bony-hipped waifs will soon be replaced by a sturdy, robust, stubble-chinned nightmare you can be sure will bear the dozens of children you'll need to operate a proper farm. Listeners, we made it through our first episode under the warden's tyrannical thumb. Hi. <laughs> Yay! I don't know about you, but I'm going to cuddle up on my cot, watch the strange lights from the night sky play upon the ugly off-white wall, and fall asleep, thinking of my new best friends, Walston, Miles, Celio, Alakino, Danyor, and Niku. Oh, and Hane. I could never forget Hane. He's the farting donkey, remember? Yeah, of course you do. Love you guys. Courtney? Courtney, put down that mannequin head.
Put down the f***ing mannequin head. You have no business touching such things. Rude Alchemy is Mr. Thomas Hodgkin, Mr. Andrew Kane, Mr. Andy Werner, and Mr. Ryan Whalen. The Plague Clown Story by Rude Alchemy with Mr. Kane as lead story editor. This episode written and edited by Mr. Kane. Featuring the voices of Rude Alchemy with Ms. Julia Stroop as the stage manager. Music composed by Mr. Benjamin J. Robb. For a listing of Creative Commons sound effects attributions, visit rudealchemy.com attributions. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. To support Rude Alchemy and gain access to exclusive bonus content, including blooper reels from every episode, visit rudealchemy.com support. And finally, he's coming. Don't say I didn't warn you. He is coming. So, do you have children, or are you just a child at heart? In which case, Saturday Story Circle might be a good place to kickstart your weekend. Because we have the very best of family-friendly audio, which is all rated G for great. Join us on the main Mutual Audio Network feed, or you can find us at the Saturday Story Circle, wherever you get your podcasts.